0: Specifically, we're talking about compassion and sympathy. So we're going to start this off with a confession just to get our hearts right. (laughs) Say, I am full of compassion. Come on, loud. I am full of compassion. I am loud. That wasn't part of it, but I wanted to get you to say that. I am full of sympathy. And I love like Jesus loves. Do you really? Awesome, good. Good just checking. I wasn't challenging. I just wasn't questioning. (laughs) Talking about compassion and sympathy tonight. We need it. This world needs it. I need it. I need more of it. I need to give more of it. And I know everyone in here does too. I looked up compassion. I love just looking up a simple definition. Biblical compassion is kindness and sympathy. In Latin, I think I'm saying this right, compati means to suffer with compassion means someone else's now now I say this everybody's like is that right? Compassion means someone else's heartbreak becomes your heartbreak. Another's suffering becomes your suffering. That doesn't sound very biblical or that's not very victorious or churchy. That's what it means. It's it's true. The thing about that is another person's suffering becomes your suffering. Okay. We don't stay there. We help someone through that but then but then we We meet someone where they're at, but then we move on. We don't stay in that place. If you don't believe me, uh, there's this guy named Jesus. Um, Compassion and sympathy, uh, uh, when you look at him, that's who he was. And he met everybody, no matter who they were, what they'd done, he met them on their level, where they were, and uh, talked to them. Uh, It was involved in their life before They acted like they wanted him to uh, before they um, uh, felt like they belonged. He met them where they're at. That's compassion. That's sympathy. You know, compassion, compassion really is just love. But we're not talking specifically about love. We're talking about compassion and sympathy, the same kind uh, that Jesus said. Did you know that you can have compassion on someone when they don't, agree with you what yeah right they have to think like me act like me, talk like me think everything exactly the same I mean I can't have compassion on some like on someone that's different than me right come on y'all you can have compassion on people who are nothing like you who don't believe in the same religion as you who have different political views who have everything uh not in common with you you can have compassion you can have sympathy And you know, the more compassionate we are, the more like Jesus we are. I want to be more compassionate because I want to be like Jesus. Big shoe to fill, but I believe as I uh, progress through my life, the longer I'm here on this earth, I'm becoming more and more like him. That's the goal. I don't think I'm going to reach perfection, but uh, I'm shooting for it. That's the goal. So ask yourself this question. You don't have to say it out loud. How do I know if I'm someone that's compassionate? and sympathetic. Ask yourself that. I can see the hamster wheel in some people's brains turning like, am I? (laughs) So I'm going to give you characteristics tonight of what the Bible says and also what I believe, um, the characteristics of someone who is compassionate and sympathetic. You ready? Say you're ready. Ready for point number one? Okay. Thank you, Haas. First characteristic of someone who's compassionate and sympathetic is they are a good listener. Huh. That's a good idea. Listen? Hmm. <laughs> Check this out. James 119, the Passion Translation. My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Shut up. No, it didn't say that. It says, be quick to listen, but slow to speak. Hmm. Man some people need to hear this That's for me I, I only look this scripture up to help me tonight <laughs> Be quick to listen but slow to speak And be slow to become angry Listen Why are we so quick to always just give our advice and our opinion <laughs> Well listen what I have to say Listen what I got to say about this Let me just post this thing real quick Because you got to know what I think about Let me just text this person and tell them they're wrong Be slow to speak yeah. Quick to listen you know, I heard it said one time that, uh, that we need to let our advice be like gold and not gravel. I think, actually, I heard Morgan say that. Every quotable quote is probably from her because she's a better preacher than me. Um, <laughs> let your advice be like gold and not gravel. What's gold? Gold's rare. Gold's special. Um, it's not common. So when someone gives you advice and it's like gold, I feel like those people are very... Uh, quick to listen and slow to speak, and they really think about it. But if we're always just giving our advice, and I personally, I think I can sometimes uh, be this way. Uh, your advice can be like gravel. There's lots of it. It's everywhere. It's common. It's ugly. It's just gray, it's just piles of gray. It's like, man, okay, <laughs> take it or leave it. But uh, and then when I was when I was thinking about that, I actually thought of uh, Evan Stoner, big hoss or drum player. Uh, I feel like that that quote is just like you. I think that anytime you've uh, given me advice, or uh, seriously, in some of the life group settings, I felt like your advice you've had to give to people has been gold and and not gravel. So, uh, well done, sir. Okay, ready for point number two. Characteristics of people who are compassionate, sympathetic, they offer good biblical advice, they offer their good opinion, they offer their ideas. They offer good biblical advice. You know, the word of God is the only book, the only book that is living and full of power. There's a lot of imitators, but they don't come close. They're dead. The only book that is living and full of power. You know, uh, I see this so much. Uh, People will send them to me sometimes. Inspirational quotes and worldly advice. You're just wasting my time. I know your intentions are right. Hey, I've done it too. Oh, you know, brother, well, the Lord helps the ones that help themselves. That just sounds right, doesn't it? It's not right. Inspirational quotes, worldly advice, are just wasting people's times. Your intentions could be right, but ultimately you're going to steer someone wrong. Intentions might be right, but you know, you've heard the, <laughs> I thought of these two examples. I've heard so many people say, this, well, you know, you just got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps in life. What does that even mean? That's like the whole, like, macho man, be tough, fix yourself, pull yourself up. And then you got, <laughs> there's another one I've seen lately. I'm not picking on the ladies, but you get the ladies. I'm talking about, like, good biblical advice. You get the ones like, oh, you're a boss lady. You got this, girl. Be strong. You're brave. You're bold. Ever see that? Like, what's that doing for us? Like, what's that really doing for us? Pumping you up for just a moment, and then you come down to exactly where you were, still the same. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps, big boy. Sorry, what does that even mean? Has anybody heard that before? Yeah, I have you know, we all get dressed the same way, put one leg in at a time. I've heard that. It's like, come on, that's dumb. It's stupid. It doesn't even make sense. Sorry. Somebody's like, dude, I just said that the other day at work. Um, (laughs) Listen, but in order to help somebody, to help them, to give, we're talking about compassion and sympathy. In order to be able to help somebody when they are hurting, you need to know what the Bible says. I need to know what the word of God says, right? Not my opinion, not some Pinterest uh, inspirational quote. Oh, gosh, that was making me want to, whatever. But look, when one of your friends is hurting, with, especially just, just think of your friends you have right now. Think of the, the, the climate of our culture right now. Think of your friends with the ways they're feeling right now. You should be able to tell them, if you, knew, if you know your Bible, Psalms 35 says, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. So many people need to hear that right now. I have felt that way in the last week. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Every single morning, too. You need to be able to look at your friends and say, For the lovers of God may suffer adversity and stumble seven times, but they will continue to rise over and over again. That's what people need to hear right now. Specifically right now. Throughout your whole life, but we need it right now. I need it right now. Your friends, and not even your friends, the people you don't like, the people that you don't know, the people that don't go to this church, the people at your school that talk about you, that's what they need to hear they need to hear some uh some sympathy and some and some compassion i'm looking for man young people i said this something something like this at uh, summer camp but young people who know their bibles as well as they know like the next tiktok trend i don't even have tiktok Bleah, boring whatever said it i don't i download it it's like whatever waste of time just another thing to stare at my phone uh waste of time oh did i say that you guys can have it that's fine it's just a waste of time um I want young people to, I want to surround myself with young people that know more about their Bible than what this uh, famous TikToker uh, doing this new trend, they know how to do every single step and every single dance move, you know, the whole like thing, and for the people listening on podcast, I'm dancing right now, okay, I know that one, all right, fine, (laughs) but I want people to know their Bible better than they know the latest church gossip, hello, I know we've gotten, in my opinion, we've gotten much better as a group um, with loving each other and not talking about each other. So keep it up. If not, we'll see you in the office. But keep it up. We love you guys. You guys, me and Morgan and Pastor Jordan have been talking. It's been awesome. The quarry's at a great place. Let's keep it that way and get it better. And then let's fill this place with your friends. Awesome. Sounds good. (laughs) Point number three. You ready? Talking about characteristics of compassionate and sympathetic people they are willing to get down in the dirt with you, dot, 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 but they won't leave you there. Look, it's good to meet someone on their level, but if you just meet them on their level, bend down with them and say, hey, it's pretty tough down here. I know it hurts. Okay, bye. What'd you do for them? Nothing. Made him feel maybe just a little bit better for just a second. Just a temporary feeling. You need to be willing to get down in the dirt with people, but don't leave them there. Check this out, John 8, 1 through 11. It's a little bit long, but it's a good story, and I'll try to tell it well, so you pay attention. Jesus walked up the Mount of Olives near the city where he spent the night. Then at dawn, Jesus appeared at the temple courts again, and soon all the people gathered around to listen to his words, so he sat down and taught them. Then in the middle of the teaching, the religious scholars, aka Facebook warriors, and all the people on social media that have opinion, um, the religious scholars and the Pharisees broke through the crowd come on, interrupting Jesus, come on, what's your problem, broke through the crowd and brought a woman who had been caught in the act of committing adultery and made her stand in the middle of everyone. They caught her doing something, okay, you know, she probably wasn't married, but they caught her in the act of doing something sexual with somebody. So, she's embarrassed. Everybody, a whole crowd of people, I don't know how many, everybody's sitting there looking at her, and here they are trying to tear this lady apart. Then they said to Jesus, teacher, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. Doesn't Moses' law command us to stone to death a woman like this? Can you imagine these? Man, these punks, dude. Tell us, what do you say we should do with her? They were only testing Jesus because they hoped to trap him with his own words and accuse him of breaking the law of Moses. But Jesus didn't answer them. I love it. Love it. Hey, sometimes it's better just to keep your mouth shut. Because I know what Jesus is thinking. He's like, boy, I just, I, I just, I should kill you right now. You realize I can have all of heaven just drop on you and just squash you to the ground. You realize that? No, they didn't know that. But he, he, he turned around probably because he probably had to collect himself for just a second. It says he, um, Jesus didn't answer them. Instead, he simply bent down, and wrote in the dust with his finger. I don't know what he wrote. I don't know if he's playing tic tac toe. But he ignored them, and they're thinking like, dude, we just called you out. Like, aren't you going to turn around and say something? So he's, he's drawing, uh, I don't know what he's doing in the dust. Uh, angry, they kept insisting that he answer their question. So Jesus stood up and looked at them and said, Let's have the man who has never had a sinful desire throw the first stone at her. And they bent over again and wrote some more words in the dust. Upon hearing that, her accusers slowly left the crowd one at a time, beginning with the oldest to the youngest. They say that oldest to youngest because the oldest ones have been around for a little while or, a little while and realize they've messed up and the other ones are full of pride. So they're like, well, yeah, I mean, I I guess I have sinned. So yeah, I'll probably go away. So the oldest, the youngest walked away in that order. Um, Let's see. uh, Finally, Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing there in front of him. So he stood back up and said to her, dear woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? Looking around, she replied, I see no one, Lord. Jesus said, then I certainly do not condemn you either. Go, and from now on, be free from a life of sin. Okay. So Jesus got down with her. He didn't leave her there, right? He didn't leave her. He got down with her and met her on her level. I mean, he actually even physically got down and started playing in the, I don't know what he's writing. Somebody probably knows, but he was just, you know, stirring up the dust, <laughs> playing tic tac toe. I don't know. But Jesus got down with her, but then he didn't leave her there. He said the end, so now go, and from now on, be free from a life of sin. He didn't leave her there. You with me? Yeah. Point number four check this out. Characteristics of uh, someone who's compassionate and sympathetic. You don't need all the facts. You don't need all the facts to determine if someone should receive compassion, sympathy. You don't need all the facts. You don't need all the all the tasty deeds. You think you do, because you think you deserve to know. I don't need to look at all your past sins, all your past mess ups, all your junk, all your dirty laundry to decide if I'm going to love you or not. Jesus, our greatest example, did he do that? If you don't know your Bible, he did not do that. He didn't. Because he's God, because he's Jesus, he was able to look past all of that. Here at the quarry, I wonder if someone has done you wrong in the past. Maybe they did something. Hey, we talked about forgiveness last week. Let me say, I'll be the first to say I had to ask for forgiveness twice from my wife. Because I had a bad attitude. Okay. Just trying to be the leader. Trying to show that I have to say it too. I wasn't just saying, you all forgive. No. That was two weeks ago we talked about forgiveness. Jess, if you're listening, I'm still sorry. Um, So... uh, (laughs) But I wonder though, here at the core, if there's been someone who said something about you, or said I don't like the way she sings, or I don't like the way she does her hair. I don't. Not just pick on the guys. Or hey, that was a terrible serve, dude. Come on, guys. I had to pick on both sides. But I wonder if now, if someone comes to you and they need compassion or sympathy, if you're still remembering those things. Yeah, but you. Yeah, but you never. You never made things right. So I'm gonna withhold. Because that's what Jesus does. Because I'm a Christ follower. Yes, I'm holy, and that's what Jesus does. Nope. Completely opposite. Completely opposite. That would be like if God, God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, they're all in heaven looking down at the world like, whew, well, of my stuff down there. Hey, Jesus, son, I love you. I need you to go down there and die for them. That would be like Jesus saying, yeah, but first of all, they don't even know who I am. They don't like me. They're not going to accept me. Look how much they screwed up. Look at all the terrible stuff they've done. I think I'm going to pass. I'm going to withhold compassion, sympathy, love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, kindness. I'm going to withhold that from them because they don't deserve it. And we didn't. <laughs> and we would all be going to hell as a result. But he chose to look past all of that. Has anybody messed up a bunch in their life? See my hand? It's super high. It's higher than all all's. I've messed up a bunch. I've done stupid stuff. But yet... Time and time and time again, God has continued to show me compassion and sympathy, grace, mercy, love, kindness, and I'm so thankful for it. You know, with that, we're thinking of that, compassion and sympathy say that you belong before you behave. And we want, we want that to be a trademark of the quarry on Wednesday nights here. If you're coming for your first time, we're thrilled that you're here. If you're coming for your fifth or 10th, and hey, maybe you miss a Wednesday every once in a while, we are so thrilled that you're here. We're not just trying to get together and be a big Christian club because it makes us feel better about ourselves. What we have received in our life, the goodness of God that we have experienced, we want that for new people. We want that for CJ that just came in and has been killing it in worship, killing it in kindness. And you even said that your life has been changed as a result. Mine too, mine too. We want more people to come on like CJ, uh, like myself, I've been, in, I've been here 10 years, some of you have been here, uh, you were born literally in the, in the children's classroom, like birthed, uh, you've been here for so long, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we want you to belong before you think that you have to behave, and that should be all of our attitudes, when someone shows up and they don't talk like us, they belong, when they uh, aren't living for God and they're rolling up uh, smoking a vape in the parking lot, they belong. <laughs> When they're cussing around us, telling us a story, they belong. Because it took me a long time. (laughs) I think some of you can remember. Uh, It took me a long time to start behaving. And guess what? I'm still working on myself. Ten years trying to live for God. I'm still working on myself. So you belong before you behave. And that is something I just really want to drive into us for the quarry. I know that's on mine, Morgan's heart for, um, for this group. So that when a new person comes in, we're, we're, the, we're first to jump down in the dirt with them and say, hey, I know it kind of sucks down here. I know you hurt. I know you're sad. Let me show you a better way and take them up. So you belong before you behave. I'm thankful. I, I received that from, from a, hey, so the core used to be middle age, middle-aged, or middle-aged <laughs> middle school. <laughs> no, I'm the only middle age guy here now, sorry. Uh, <laughs> middle school, high school, and college age. I came when I was like 21. Uh, so I'm just really thankful that I got to come in at that time and uh, everyone let me belong before I was behaving because if, if they had it the other way around, they wouldn't have let me be here. Um, okay, you ready for the next point? Yeah. Talking about characteristics of compassionate and sympathetic people. You don't need to be right. You don't need to be right. That kind of goes with the last point. But I kind of wanted to make it its own point. You don't need to be right. Before, I'm talking about if you're going to extend compassion and sympathy to people, you might be right and they might be wrong. Or they might be right and you might be wrong. But you don't withhold that stuff because that's what our Jesus did for us. You know, I think maybe maybe some of you all can relate. Maybe you're not as bad as me. But growing up, I grew up in a small town, town of Madison, uh it's small so there's not there's there's some there's some good stuff going on there but small towns usually equal drug problems and i knew friends that as soon as they got out of high school they looked completely different because they were in a really bad life of using drugs all the time well then you know people even overdosed and passed away and then going back home to visit my family you'd see the little sign on the road with a picture of them and it'd say like our angel uh we love you forever and so here's my bad attitude towards this so i would see that and be like Angel, yeah, right. Like, these people are drug addicts. Like, I mean, why is it why are people calling them angel? Right? Has anybody ever thought that before? Thank you, honest. I've thought that, I've seen that, and I've thought, like, they're not an angel. These people lived a terrible life, but since I'm so, um, just wrong in my thinking that way, I don't look past it and see the family that's left behind, the brothers and sisters, the mom and dad, the aunts and uncles, the grandparents, their friends. I don't see those people that are left behind that are broken and hurting, and maybe lives are falling apart. Because I was too stupid to be thinking a certain way that I I never even thought, oh man, I wonder how that mom's feeling. Wow, if I lost my brother, wow, how would I feel? I would really want someone to extend compassion and sympathy to me in a moment like that. Instead of thinking like, well, they were kind of a bad person. They, they did hang out with the wrong crowd. Yeah, and so did all of us at one point in our life. But thank God, by his grace, that we're not there anymore. Everyone's going to get it, hopefully, at one point, but it might not be the same time that you get it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was wrong for withholding. Instead of seeing that and be like, angel, whatever, just keep driving, I should have said Lord, man, cover their family right now in peace and uh, uh, heal their broken hearts. Um, maybe there's other people in their family that are dealing with drug addiction. I, I command that to be broken off of them. I should have said something like that. I fixed myself. I know I was, I know I was wrong. You know, especially within, with current events right now, just things going on uh, in our world with, uh, with racism. And uh, <laughs> Facebook's the devil, y'all. Social media's the devil. It's like, well, you uh, use it for good thing? No. People get on there, share their opinions. Opin- here, opinions. I didn't say truth or the word of God, but they share their opinions. Yeah. Opinions. <laughs> CJ said say it louder, so I had to say it. Yeah. But behind everything that's going on, there's hurting people. Yeah, right people that, I don't care what side you're on. I don't, care, I don't care what you think. I don't care if you think you're right or wrong. There's hurting people. And people are withholding compassion. They're not trying to jump down there and and, and suffer temporarily with them and say, I'm really sorry you're feeling this way. I'm praying for you. I love you. What can I do to help? And then saying, it's okay if you stay there for a bit, but let me pull you up and let's let's get on the other side of this. Because you don't want to stay there. Any kind of grief, any kind of sorrow, any kind of thing that's happened in your life, you don't want to stay there. It's okay if you mourn. That's fine. That's a normal response, and that's good. You should. You shouldn't just bottle things up and then explode one day. But we need to be extending compassion and sympathy towards everybody right now. That needs to be the main thing. And we as the church, if we're not doing that, I would really think that the world's not doing that. When I say the world, I mean people who maybe don't believe like us. It should be our first response is not let me get the facts together. Okay, let's see. Let's uh, see they're wrong in this way oh check that box oh bad family oh drug history um let's see uh oh they have 15 different boyfriends child out of wedlock yeah i can't nah no sympathy no compassion no love no forgiveness no kindness no mercy no grace i'll just uh i'm right come on y'all that's not who we're called to be as the church That is what, when I think of Jesus, that's those words, those six or seven words I mentioned, that's Jesus. Compassion, mercy, grace, love, sympathy, forgiveness. Man, I need those things all the time. And I'm so thankful I have them. I didn't do anything to deserve them, but God really wanted me and his family along with all y'all. And so he gave them. So I hope that makes sense. Characteristics of someone who's uh, compassionate and sympathetic. When you're moved with compassion, you're moved so you pray. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I know Pastor Jordan's done an awesome job teaching about uh, the prayer of supplication, uh, the, the prayer of... Um, uh, anybody remember the prayer? <laughs> intercession, thank you. Prayer of supplication is uh, for yourself. Uh, intercession is for someone else. And I've been thinking about those a lot lately. Uh, and it's just been, it's been super awesome. If you don't come here on Sundays, you should totally come on Sundays. It's awesome. Our lead pastor is doing an amazing job at doing that. But I feel like that's a really good point. If you're full of compassion and full of sympathy, you're going to be moved to pray. Don't believe me? I'm glad you said you don't believe me. Let's see. Luke 23, 24. While they were nailing Jesus to the cross. Wow. Not while someone disagreed with you. not Not while someone said your opinion doesn't matter. While they were nailing Jesus to the cross, punched, beard ripped out, thorns shoved in his head, spike shoved in his side, he prayed over and over. Y'all, come on. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. The soldiers, after they crucified him, gambled over his clothing. Jesus was moved on compassion to people who were literally killing him, not saying something, Oh, you disagree with me. Oh, your opinion's different. Are you on my side or their side? They were killing him. And he was, I wouldn't, I can't say that I would be like, oh, Lord, forgive him. I'd be swinging. I don't know about you guys. Like, oh, you wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. I'd be blessing. No, I'd be swinging. Someone stabbing me, punching me. <laughs> Y'all better believe I have a little, I've had a little bit of training in my life through the military. So I'm going to use what I was taught and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing on somebody, but I want to be like Jesus. But he was praying over these people because he had compassion and sympathy over them. How does that even make sense? If he did it, we can do it. That's that's what Jesus wanted to get across to to us. If I did it, you can do it. I lived my life for 33 years on the planet, Jesus saying this, so you would know that it's possible. Man, while they're killing him, he's praying for people. So compassionate people, sympathetic people, they're moved to prayer. Not moved to judgment, not withholding anything, but moved to prayer. I want to close with this scripture here. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. It says, All praises belong to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is the Father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. I love this right here. He always comes alongside of us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can, so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. Not if you think it's painful or, oh, that's not that bad. No, any painful trial. We can bring them, I love this, we can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out upon us. Because you know, who are we to withhold that? God freely gave it, and then we're saying, nah, probably not, I think I'll keep this. It's wrong, it's the wrong way of thinking. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own sufferings, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. Are you encouraged to be more compassionate and more sympathetic? Do you believe it's the right thing to do? As Christians, that's who we're supposed to be. Our goal is to tell as many people about Jesus, but when our attitude and our life doesn't reflect God, why why would anybody care what we have to say? Choose compassion, choose sympathy. Uh, I I challenged you all uh, two weeks ago when I taught about forgiveness, and I asked the Lord who actually went and apologized, and he gave me everybody's name. There's only three of you. (laughs) <laughs> Just kidding, he didn't. Everybody's like, oh, "For real? He talks to you about that?" <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I believe that everybody made everything right with everyone. Even me and Bruce still love each other after that comment, don't we? Um, <laughs> but I challenge you. This is my challenge for this week. I like to give challenges out because because then you actually have something to do. And if you don't do it, like you heard the right thing to do, but now you're choosing not to do it. So you know. Um, so my challenge to you: Who in your life? Um, are you withholding compassion or sympathy from? Is there a certain group of people? Is there anybody who, uh, is it people you think uh, uh, look different, act different, talk different, polit- politically are different, different skin color? Who are you holding or withholding, excuse me, compassion or sympathy from? I challenge you tonight, I don't care if you bust out your phone now and text them, but I challenge you to love on those people. Really love them, not just do it well, because I guess I have to, because Jesus. You might not always feel like doing something, but doing, you need to do the right thing. Be consistent with doing the right things. And the more that you do it, the more you will, I say quotations, you'll feel it. The more you'll want to do it, the more your desires will want to do that. So please, someone, uh, don't text me. Uh, I'm, but text me, and um, I'm good with everybody. Uh, text me and tell me, tell me who you're uh, talking to. I'm, I'm serious. I, I'd like to hear um, what people that you maybe had an issue with that you talked and said, hey, I've been withholding this for for this reason and uh, I made things right. I would be super encouraged by it if you would want to do that. Or text your life group leader or Morgan or anybody else. So are we going to be compassionate and sympathetic? Okay, just checking. You can never be too sure. You know, just, just wanting to be sure. Hey, I love this group, guys. I love this Corey group. I seriously do. I, I love you guys. I was praying for you guys today thinking, man, I, I don't care like what I even do tonight. I just want you guys to get it. I want you to understand how important it is. I want you to succeed in every area of your life. But these are the kind of things that we have to do in order to keep moving forward. Or 30 years down the road, you're like, why is my Christian life so boring? I never hear from God. These are just the little things that you need to adjust all the time. Just be working on adjusting forgiveness. Uh, Morgan talked about last week about cheering cheering your team on, cheering each other on as a family, and uh, um, covering uh, covering people uh, when they when they maybe mess up. These are the little things that we need to be doing all the time so that we as a group can be better and better, and people are going to see this and be like, you know, I want in on this. I don't exactly understand it. God, I don't know if I believe in, but I want in on that. That's the hope. That's the goal, so... That's all I have. Love you guys.